Filmcock Podcast. <laughs> My name's... <laughs> <laughs> no, you... Just use all of this. I don't care. Okay. Use this whole conversation. Okay. I'm Gage. <laughs> I'm Kyle. I'm Micah. I saw a dead body when I was six. This, this is the diaphragm podcast. <laughs> it took us that long to make that joke. That feels like such an obvious joke. I know. Like. The diaphragm? The diaphragm? I don't get it. You know what a diaphragm is? Not really. It's a dirty dick. Is it really? What? I don't know. This is going awful. What is we- tell some of you? No, this is the good shit, guys. No, this we're is, not using this. No, this is the good no, shit. No, we're, you, we're definitely using we're this. We're using this? Yeah. This I'm is, sorry, this, Mom and Dad. This is what makes it a podcast special. I'm Kyle, like I said already. <laughs> I'm Rojogan. I'm st- I'm stuffing my face. <laughs> I'm Rojogan. <laughs> I'm, I'm Kim Jummings. <laughs> and I'm Cage Glyft. And this is... I'm a very, I'm, very... I'm very, very first episode of I'm Creven Stouter. <clears throat> oh, have mercy. So, this is a podcast. I'm actually Micah. This is our third episode. <laughs> yes. How are we feeling about it? Um, the starts are always really, really rocky. I can This is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens when you film a podcast at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. We're like, If you're watching the video version right now, you may notice that... I can't even fucking talk. Yeah, if you're watching the video, we're in a new location. I'm just going to be mixing it up. Stop. Stop. If you're listening to the audio, this retard's eating veggie chips as loud as possible. (laughs) Because because if he doesn't eat every 45 seconds, he spontaneously combusts. If if this is their first episode listening to us, they're going to be like, all right, click, bye. If you're still here, God bless you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we have audio versions now. Yeah. So yeah. you're in charge of those. Yeah. So about before we get into things, hold on. Let me swallow my schmutz. <laughs> your, your, your veggie straw. <laughs> I'm Jewish now. Um. <laughs> all right. You're getting canceled. Oh Jesus. We all are. Um, yeah. It's fine. For yeah. Um, I just want to take this moment to announce. That at the time of recording this, <laughs> don't fucking. I'm trying. You know how awkward. We're so tired. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. At the at the time of recording this, um, we are officially on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, among uh, Anchor. There, oh, Anchor. Yeah. Among several other things, and it, the list keeps growing. So the three of you go look for us. Yeah, you might be listening to us already on one of those things. It's one of those things where if, like, you're more interested in the video than YouTube channel is yeah. where you want to be, but, like, <laughs> if you're only one of those people that likes to listen to audio-only podcasts, right, which, but like most people, then yeah, we're both we're, we're both so beautiful. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, we're all so beautiful. I did not mean to say both. I'm not... <sighs> We are all so beautiful. I don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to look at our faces anyway. So, look at the video. Yeah. And if you watch the video version, then if you're on our YouTube channel, we do those clips. If you have the attention span of a gnat. Did you and, just point at me? And Did you, you just don't want to watch the full hour and a half episode. You I can, watched them both. I'm just joking. Jerk. I watched The Irishman, asshole. That's three fucking hours. 
So yeah. This is going awesome. No, it's not. Spotify, Premium. YouTube, Anchor, I- iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Well, Apple, not is, not does iTunes exist anymore? It's, it's complicated. I don't know, dude. <laughs> TikTok, I'm just joking. I don't know. Could you imagine if we just like... Oh. Yeah, we do have an Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're in charge of that. Oh, do you guys want to take a picture on? Uh, oh yeah, you're supposed to be recording yeah. us. Let's uh, let's take a picture right now, live on the podcast. Um, live on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's got to be in black and white though. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I'll do it later. All right, what's your conversation starter, you piece of shit? Um, I was actually gonna talk about the. Con- oh, well, the movie news. Let's hear it. It's called the movie feed. I know. I was just idiot. Okay, movie feed. Um, I was gonna talk about how like the coronavirus is pushing back so many freaking. Wait, the movie? I'm sorry, the movie feed? It did. Is this a? Is, it was. You, it's not a thing. Yet. It was it's a joke. A I originally oh. wanted to start my own podcast called the movie feed, which was literally just taking like everything that was happening in the world and everything that was happening in movies and like combining the both the the two of them, mm-hmm. like how the world affected movies and movies affected the world and now i just kind of use the beginning of our podcast to kind of like incorporate that a little bit like hearing about jason momoa last episode being cast as the just cause dude or whatever which I don't all know. right um but i wanted to talk about the coronavirus pushing movies back and then some some movies even decided to come forward a little bit and then we're pushed back again and then come forward and some just straight up we're just like all right we're just going video on demand you're recording Hmm? Did you hit record on the... Yeah. Okay. Is, is it counting? It is. Okay, we're good. I was just making sure. Yeah. Guys, we're, we're really professional. This is a really rough start to our podcast. <sighs> yeah, we're good. All right. We're all good. All right. So the, the movie releases and shit all getting pushed. Yeah, because they're doing it with the new Top Gun. They did it with Bill and Ted. They did it with A Quiet Place Part 2. They did it with The King's Man. They did it with... The King's Man. <laughs> um... Like everything, the Marvel movies. So, what are some of your most anticipated <clears throat> movies that have that never came out? Like, haven't That's come my out? question. Okay, so first of all, I've been guys? waiting for the New Mutants since 2017. <laughs> yeah. So that's been pushed back 40 billion times. Um, that poor, poor movie. I know. Gosh. And then I've I really like the Bill and Ted movie, so I'm excited to see the third one. And I heard for the third one that they're gonna do a, a worldwide release, not in North America, but a worldwide worldwide release on I believe August 26th. Um, and then in North America, they're gonna release it on video on demand on September 4th, but in limited theaters. And I'm hoping I'm hoping they're showing it in the Ellensburg one, um, in the Ellensburg theater for limited theater showings so mm-hmm. I also really want to see the King's Man and Quiet Place Part 2 got delayed and I'm pissed I'm definitely the most excited for Tenet obviously oh yeah um, for me like 100 like it was my most anticipated before all of this shit happened and it's still my most anticipated and then after <clears> that <throat> I would have to say Antlers I was really excited for who knows when we'll be able to see that. That's 2021, I believe, yeah, now. So. It's super interesting to see Mulan and Tenet go back and forth, because there was a while where Tenet was supposed to be the first movie that was going to come out when coronavirus ended. And then Mulan pushed its release date forward, and then and Tenet moved back. And then Mulan moved its release date back, and then Tenet was in front. And then it's just, they keep swapping back and forth on what's going to be the first worldwide release in regards to North America, um, whether it's going to be Mulan or... 
tenant. So just it swaps. Hmm. What about you? Um, I'm obviously also really excited for tenant. Um, and then also, you know, Edgar Wright's horror movie. That mm-hmm. was yeah. Well, did that, did that have a release date? Yeah, it was supposed to come out in Wait. December, the end of this year. What movie? It's called Last Night in Soho. Oh. It's an original movie. Edgar Wright, he's doing like a... Yeah, I know. I for, I confused the guy that did The Witch and he's The doing, Lighthouse again. Because I was like, oh, Nosferatu? Robert it's, Eggers. Gosh, I always confuse Robert Eggers and Edgar Wright. Did Edgar Wright direct The Lighthouse? Gosh. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm excited for Nosferatu also, but... No. What else? He's doing a Nosferatu movie? Yeah. That's and cool. I'm stoked. I'm, I love the original, and no one could be more perfect to make that movie. Well, yeah, Last Night in Soho. It's like a... It's like a... It's like a horror thriller weird thing. It sounds like there's time travel involved, so you might be interested Fuck. in it. Shit. It takes place in, like, 1960s London. That's, like, the thing. If it, like, involves the 80s or it has, like, a 20-minute t- run time or it, Tom or it has Tom Cruise yeah. or, or time travel, they're like, Micah, Micah, you're going to love this. Codes. How often are we wrong? Actually, a lot. I mean, if it includes one of those things. I'll find one. Okay. I'll fucking find one. Um, I didn't even think about this until just now. But I was really looking forward to um, the French Dispatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Even though too. I didn't think it looked, like, amazing, because, you know, like, I love the people he casts, but, like, some of the people he casts in the in the movie I wasn't, like, a big fan of. So, like, I wasn't, like, hyper looking forward to it. But, um, yeah. But I'm very excited still. I'm also I, I excited love, for I'm, that. I'm a really big Wes Anderson fan. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. Me too. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm what? wasn't there a trailer that was already released for it, and it has yeah Timothy Timothy Chalamet yeah. Yeah, so I I'm just not the you know, I know the every time guy. I look at, at Wes Anderson's trailers, it's really hard to encapsulate what his movies yeah like, I agree. are. So I don't like the trailer, but I'm not <clears throat> I'm still like excited for it. I think the trailer's kind of bad, but I'm still excited for the movie because it's also yeah, and it's also a thing too with like Anderson. His style has been getting so. It's throughout his movies, it gets more and more prominent as as they go yeah. along. It looks like the most Wes Anderson. Movie yeah, thus and far. it's like like Grand Budapest, or was that the one he? No, no, it was Isle of Dogs was last, but like, yeah, it's definitely yeah. getting. He's becoming exactly what, you know, he's almost falling into. I feel like that's almost what Tim Burton did, where everybody's like, "You do this spooky thing." I agree with black yeah, and white. He's become a parody of himself. A parody exactly, of himself. A little yeah. bit. I'm I'm worried Wes Anderson will be in that category at some mm-hmm. point Maybe. but we'll see uh, I'm still looking forward to it I've only <clears throat> I've only ever seen Rushmore that's the only really that's Anderson. the only one you haven't seen the Grand Budapest Hotel no fuck man I you want would, to you'd love them oh, you'd, yeah. you'd love a lot I of I feel like movies. it's totally your sense of yeah humor. it is it totally is um I'm also interested to see in like 2021 if we have a or even 2022 if we have a big gap in which because movies haven't been made for the last several months because you couldn't have large gatherings I'm curious if there will be big gaps in the future of like a few months that don't have very many prominent films just because you weren't able to film then, so you have to make up for it during that time, if that makes any sense. 
like less movies being released basically yeah because no one's being able to film these last four months and so next year maybe less movies maybe will but come you out. have to understand that so many movies that were supposed to come out haven't yet so it's mm-hmm. going to be like this balance you know what i think is going to happen is we're going to have this massive movies that are going to come out all at once and then it'll be like nothing yeah it'll be like nothing for uh, maybe. probably a, a couple months or something i don't know there's so many people making movies i mean we've gotten I mean, it's not. I mean, it has been like a ghost town this year when it comes to movies. But I do think that we have gotten some good ones still. I mean, like some gems like Palm Springs that just get like thrown onto streaming. Yeah, right. that did really well. Yeah, and it's great. I dude. loved it. Like it came out of nowhere. I, I, was I didn't kinda, even know that. I was kind of surprised. It was kind of on my radar a little bit, but didn't I wasn't even... like, gotta see it. I was it's honestly like, probably that looks my favorite fun. movie of the year. You haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> What is some of your favorite movies of the year? Um, oh, shoot. I'm trying to think what I've seen. I mean, there seen. hasn't been many. Number so. one of the year. This is my favorite. Ben Affleck, The Way Back. Such okay. a good movie. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see that. It's does, so good. He plays an alcoholic, doesn't he? Or like a recovering alcoholic? Yeah, and a basketball coach. It's it's so um, good. The I, music in there is beautiful. I'm just looking at my letterbox if you're watching the... And then at the very end of the movie, he goes, I'm Batman. <laughs> sure he does. He does. I'm like constantly trying to like not ha- have a shadow on my face. Can oh. you just like scoot over to me a little bit, like this way? Yes. I'm like, yeah. I'm leaning forward. That's yeah, why. I know. That's that's better. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. You're okay. Um. Like okay. Cuts. Movies that no, came it's okay. out. No, it's okay. We're fine. Okay. Movies that came out this year. Uh. Well, first of all, seventh is that. Came, oh, that came out this year. That's crazy. Think about yeah. that. It's crazy. Yeah, Birds go, of, go Birds watch 7th on the RC Films channel. I thought Birds it. of Prey was pretty good. Um, Onward was enjoyable. I liked Onward. I think that's probably my second favorite of the um, year. Let's see what else we got. The Hunt came out this year? Yep. What? Oh, wow. Are you sure? It says 2020. Oh, you are right. Be ready for my um, segue here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the King of Staten Island. Um, that was pretty deep. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. I've never been more upset about a movie than Scoob. That is an abomination. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to use this podcast to, like, rip apart movies, but, like, just don't. They're trying to do a cinematic universe and involve superheroes with Scoob. I can't just imagine don't. you're upsetting a whole lot of people when you say that you don't yeah. like Scoob. But I'm not trying to... I don't like to, like, shit on movies, <laughs> but, like, this one's kind of deserved. I'm sorry. Um, underwater, Doolittle, Bloodshot, My Spy, The Invisible Man. The Invisible Man was pretty good. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I think Invisible Man was one of my favorites. Yeah, I remember you and Sydney really enjoying those. Yeah, I mean, that. I thought that movie looked really, really bad. And then I watched yeah. it. It was, like, very genuinely the, surprised. It's one of those instances. I, I It's not my favorite movie. I probably wouldn't own it. But it's one of those instances where the trailer just, like, did not yeah. do it justice. Kind of like with Captain Marvel. It just showed a totally different I'm movie. fine with that. I'm fine with yeah. the movie, like, being, like, with the trailer being shit. And then, like, the movie being, like, awesome. Yeah. I hate it when, like trailers are amazing and then and the then movie the, sucks a lot of people point to avengers age of ultron when it comes to uh, that suicide squad that was the first thing that came to mind for suicide me. squad yeah i love that movie it's the first like, thing that like hit me in the you yeah. just gotta say it yeah gosh okay uh, disclaimer i am one of like three people on this earth <clears throat> this planet that likes suicide well, squad there's more than that i'm sure i just feel bad because it's all these like emo hippies and then i'm just like hey <laughs> it's fun 
It's not like a brilliant movie. It's just fun. Okay, so the hunt. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's the hunt directed by? You're gonna have to tell me. Wasn't that. it directed by two people? I can't remember his name. Let me look. It's written by two oh, people. Oh, it's to, written by two people. Get the movie right over here. Oh yeah. There's oh! The hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Let me grab the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just over <laughs> audio, just like let me get the movie. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that guy was so fun. Okay, sorry. So the hunt is uh, directed by I don't know. I'm looking. Hold on. I got the no. I'll I'll find it. This is the worst podcast of all time. <laughs> Craig Zobel. Do you want to just start Zobel. over? I haven't seen any of his other Did he movies. win a Zobel Prize? <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> it's written by... I don't want to be a part of Oh, this. yeah, speaking of Lost and Leftovers, Damon Lindelof was a producer and a writer on this, so... I don't know who that is. He, um, he wrote Prometheus and one of the new Star Trek movies in World War Z and The Hunt, <coughs> and he produced... Um, Choking on residue. He's he produced the Watchmen show and um, leftovers and lost <laughs> shit like that. If if you look up reviews for this movie, you will see a lot of mixed reviews, and a lot of people will take that as oh it's mediocre, oh it's okay. But the reason a lot of movies of, of this <laughs> subject matter, what are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you bring your water over no here? Joke. I thought you were going over there to like shit your pants really fast. Hold Are on. you gonna come back? Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why I didn't just bring my water. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know, I guess I thought I was gonna like somehow right. spill it on the microphone. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> If you're listening to this over audio, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It hurts. Kyle's worried that he's gonna have a seizure and spill his water over the microphone and all the camera equipment. Okay. If you're listening to this over audio, I apologize. We're gonna be moving. Or or you're welcome. If you're watching, I'm sorry as well. Yeah. But we're gonna we're this gonna is be good. The clusterfuck. Okay, we're gonna be good. We're gonna be talk about the hunt. My favorite movie of the year. Does more, it more like? Is it, this, where does it sit on your guys' lists for like your favorites? Because that was one of my favorite like like movie watches of the year. Watching that with all of you guys, I, have uh, I, mean, I, I don't have like a specific spot. In my oh head. yeah, you don't have. Mine's third on the list. <clears throat> okay, so you guys typically do that. Yeah, yeah. Like just for myself, I don't. Yeah, and I don't typically like release it until the end of the year, and I yeah. only do like a top ten. See, the thing with me is like. Usually by the end of the year, like half the movies that came out that year, I'm still catching up on. So like, yeah. I'm, I will never have like a definitive yeah, ready we, list by the end of the have, year. We have an advantage working at the movie theater because we can literally see it like at any given point for free. So yeah. Um, 
but I had... Also, I just don't get to things. There, I said it. <laughs> I know you were thinking it. I was not thinking it. Okay, so when I went into this movie, I kind of had low expectations because I saw that it had kind of mediocre reviews and stuff. And I think I've come to understand with political movies specifically, <clears throat> people are going to judge how they think a movie is based on their political views. If it doesn't necessarily, even if it's like shot well, acted well, has a great story, has has great dialogue. So that's why when you see a political movie specifically with mediocre reviews, don't just take that to heart and be like, oh, it's an okay movie. Right. You got Well, I, there's movies all the time where it's like, I'll see that like half the reviews are five stars and they're like, this movie's a masterpiece. Yeah. And then half, I don't know why I do that. So much. obviously- And with then the, half the reviews are like, this movie's yeah. garbage. Well, yeah. with, with The Hunt, obviously, if people don't know like, what happened, that movie was supposed to be released around, like, a certain time. I think it was, like, in October of, like... Did um, it come out in, like, February Last year or like of, that? like, 2019, yeah. And then and then there was, like, a, a couple mass shootings that happened, like, the week of or something. Oh, and the movie is specifically about hunting a, speci a specific political party. It just party. has, like, guns in it, basically. Yeah. That's, and the people were like, fuck, no! And then and they were just basically like, oh, okay, we'll push it. And then... The whole marketing campaign was kind of based on, like, the most controversial movie you haven't even seen and all this yeah. bullshit. And then people, like, use that against the movie to say this, that it's not even controversial at all. Like, it's the movie's fault. I, th I think it was actually, like, a brilliant move, like, by the marketing team to kind of, like, um, I guess, poke fun at the fact that people were freaking out over nothing. Because when you watch the movie, I mean, it's violent, but it's yeah. nothing spectacular. I, I it's really... Just, it's, it's just... There's guns, there's politics, there's shooting and explosions and death, and it's, like, not that crazy. Yeah. No, it's not, like, the most controversial but thing. But people are just sensitive, and I think it's funny that they kind of banked off of that sensitivity. But and what, I, what I really appreciate about the movie is it doesn't just poke fun at one kind of people. It kind of pokes fun at everybody yeah. a little bit. It's a, it's a sensitive movie just in, like, today's day and age. Because, oh, yeah. like, yeah, it does have... It, it makes fun <coughs> of everyone. It's not, like, just... It's 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 not overtly liberal and just making fun of like one demographic and it's it's making fun of everybody. It's making fun of the extremists, <coughs> but not just the extremists on one side because there's extremists on both yeah. sides. And it's in in because of that, you know, it, it, I find I found it extremely entertaining. <coughs> mm -hmm. and it's really funny. Yeah, and and not pandering in any way, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, really funny too. Like I was laughing at jokes th throwing yeah. that were thrown at both sides. I, I already want to rewatch it just because I remember yeah, I've how, seen it how twice. fun it was. I liked it more the second time too, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. In the first, and watching the first time, it really does rely on that, like, um, not subverting your expectations, but kind of taking you off guard and, and just kind of the craziness and stuff. We it's, watched it together, by the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, I, I, I think it's a blast, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and because it takes, like, this more neutral standpoint, politically, I would say it does. You know, I, I can't say for sure, but at least to me it feels like it is. I think so. It's, it, it, it because of that... I think that's why you're seeing people from both political sides of the spectrum, particularly the ones like on the farthest sides. They're you know? the most offended. They're like they're like really pissed off because those are like right. who it's making fun of. Yeah, you know. Even and, if both sides are equally bashed, like right, you're gonna piss them off. Yeah, you're gonna piss piss piss, 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 piss. Yeah, you're gonna piss off both sides. 
unlike unlike something like Vice, where yeah, it, Vice is I think a really well made movie, but of course it has mediocre reviews because it seems to have more of a oh what I I don't I don't I guess I I thought I agreed with what you were saying, but I don't actually. But well, go, continue. I was just gonna say it has mediocre reviews, and I thought it was well made. It had great acting. It had great dialogue. It was shot well. Vice has good reviews. Not from critics, yes, but from, I mean, Vice has no. Vice has better reviews than The Hunt. If you if you look on Letterbox, I think more people probably watch Vice than. The yeah, Hunt. if you look on Letterbox, it has like a three point one right now. Vice. Hmm. What does The Hunt Here, have? I can look at it right now. Prove um, me wrong. Okay. But I mean, like, Vice like got that, like the the um, political or it got awards and stuff, you know. Okay, the Hunt has a three point and Vice has oh a three point three. Yeah, I don't I, know. Well, the last time I had looked at it, it had a three point one. I I feel like I feel like that's I still feel like people are more split on the Hunt, the Hunt, and I think it's specifically because it doesn't really take sides. But with Vice, it's like clearly leaning more. I know in one that's direction. why I was gonna say it's it's mediocre or it has <clears throat> mediocre reviews based on letter. Are you drinking seltzer water? Yes, I'm a retard. Gross. Yeah. Continue. Based on because it it panders more. I, I don't know if panders the correct word, but I don't know what else to use. It panders more to one side than the other. So obviously the side it panders to is going to really love it and the other side's really going to hate it where in this case uh, of the hunt, you have just both sides who have uh, some people who really don't hate it or really do hate it. I, I also guess. feel like it's worth mentioning and not just like dancing around. Like I think it's, I think it's pretty obvious to most people that like, like, like typically, you know, Hollywood tends to be... Obvious, yeah, a much more like don't have to, yeah, don't have to walk on eggshells about this. Yeah, one. A left, a left leaning. Everyone yeah. knows Hollywood is 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 more liberal than <clears throat> way more liberal. Oh yeah, yeah. easy. Yeah, like com I I also find it funny that you pointed out I was drinking seltzer water because one of the funniest jokes in the hunt for me is when one of the, like the the guys is just like get me a seltzer water and I just find it hilarious because oh, that's yeah, like, yeah that's pretty funny. It's just like well because there's one of be the really like most stereotypical like. Like liberal Elite. people drinking like I mean, seltzer water. It's I mean, so he could have said like, if he wanted to be more specific, he could have said like Lacroix. Oh yeah, that would that's, a, been that's a very like exactly. I don't know why I just find that really funny. Based. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that movie really sp makes you think, especially with its ending. I don't. I don't know if I really want to talk about its ending in particular. Maybe just, we'll hold spoilers for just a little bit longer. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I actually don't remember the ending, like, a whole lot, but I remember being it kind of like, whoa, was not expecting that, which is... I guess, okay, we'll start spoilers now if you want to skip ahead um, to, um, to our election conversation. There's a timestamp if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, I'm not really sure how to do it. But you can skip ahead to the election conversation. Yeah. yeah. So spoilers for the hunt, starting now. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the ending? You're so Dumbledore dies. <laughs> Fuck. Um, all I remember is like the chick who like helped. I could totally be wrong about this. Like oh, the chick who the chick who like helped set up this whole game thing had like a vendetta against this one girl or something. And then it turns out that the girl that she was like trying to go after 
it was like the, a different person that happened to have the same exact name. Yeah. So it's like she thought the whole time she was getting revenge on this one person, and then it was like, oh. Yeah, they gather up all these fucking like conservatives, conservatives that like are accusing her of like <clears throat> um, murdering people for sport and everything, hunting people for sport, and. Be- and because they were accusing her of that, she lost her job, and it's kind of like a play on, like, the cancel culture thing, I think. <clears throat> um, and it's kind of ironic because, you know... I didn't it's, think the, it's the cancel culture thing even, like, got that big until, like, after this, I thought. <clears throat> I mean, I knew it was still no, a thing. It's, yeah, it's been going on for... I know, but I feel like now we're, like, in the... the I mean, it's the Louis p- fucking... I yeah. mean, it's been going on for a while. I know, but it wasn't yeah. like Aunt Jemima and the Washington Redskins... Well, I guess, but I mean that's. Not... I mean, this came out this year. Yeah, it, I know, it's, it's... I know, but that was like March. I mean, like I feel Kevin like the heart happened before then. No, Louis this this has been going then. on for at least. The past I know, five I know, years. but I don't think it was heightened until like the George. Floyd I mean, Floyd it's thing. been just getting worse and worse over you the years. Uh, yeah, but I, I think the George Floyd thing escalated it to like. You should clarify what you mean by that, by the way. <laughs> what do you mean? The George Floyd thing. What do you like the 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 whole like? Well, we know what it, what yeah. you're talking about, but like, how did that escalate the count cancel culture? Because right. like there was like the whole Black Lives Matter movement, which got into like people being more politically correct, and like it just yeah. it just it seemed to blossom from that. Like no, it's, I mean it's been going on for a while. I know I, I know it has been, but I just thought it had like a like kind of a boost effect. I mean I think it's fair to say that it's been progressing upwards throughout Absolutely. the years and certain events have made it sporadically jump yeah, a little bit that's, more. That's what I'm trying to say. So I think it's already it was already headed in that direction, but you could make the argument that yeah, in the last few months it's been heightened even more. Because I don't think if that so, hadn't happened with the, the protests and everything, I don't think the whole like Washington Redskins, Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben Well obviously I don't think any of that would have happened. I mean I don't know. I guess I'm talking about like individual cancel culture. Okay. I feel like that's okay. more of like brands and fucking shit like that, which is still stupid. Yeah. 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 But anyway, there's like subtle themes in the hunt that I think have to do with cancel culture that they don't really touch on a lot. I just think it's ironic that the person, the people getting canceled within the movie are the people who are usually doing the canceling. And then they don't like it when they're yeah, getting canceled. Yeah, and then they, they bitch and throw a whining fit about it. Anyway, so the whole thing is like the the conservative people were like accusing her and of all these conspiracy theories and she's basically saying that because of that she made that true so it was their fault they made the conspiracy a reality yeah by talking about it and i think there were some things there you know some meaning there that i can't really remember but yeah so should they gather them all up and and she's specifically like mad about this like one person do you remember why? I can't remember why. I don't even know, like, so So the main girl, Betty Gilpin, I think is her name, and then who's the, uh, who's the... Hillary Swank. Hillary, Hillary Swank. She's, I think, most pissed off at Betty Gilpin's character because of something specific that she said, but then, like, towards the end of the movie, when they're, like, fighting, it's revealed that she might have the wrong yeah. girl. Hillary Swank, like, they, they contacted the wrong girl because there's another girl in their town that has the same name and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, like, I'm pretty sure that, yeah, it is the wrong girl because they're kind of left, it's kind of <laughs> left up to interpretation just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But I think what the message there is that Betty Gilpin's character, like, literally has nothing to do with anything that's going on. She's indifferent to what's going on. 
She's in the middle. The moderate. She's if the moderate. She's the moderate, yeah. and she ends up. She's the only one who survives the whole. She's dragged whole thing. into it. Yeah, she's dragged into it by the extremes of both sides. I think that's what it's trying to do, assuming that she is the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, which I do like that. I think that's kind of cool. Um, There's also the whole thing about like the. You know, she tells this, talks about the story about the the. Um, tortoise in the hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think those are... I think there's some, like, Animal Farm references also. I think there were. Yeah! She literally... I think there was a, a part in the movie where she literally goes... It's like that pig and shit. And, yeah. I think they literally said the, the book title. I need to read that book really bad. And I remember I pointed out towards the end um, when they're having, like, that fight... I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they're both wearing, like, one's wearing a blue and a red shirt. Like, yes, they're wearing a, opposing, mm-hmm. like... I didn't even think about but that. But the ones yeah, you would, the ones, like, the one you would expect to wear blue and the one you would, they, right. like, swap exactly, them. they're wearing each other's. Yeah. Let me ask you, like, I mean, as much as I like talking about the movie itself, because I do think it's actually, like, a really entertaining, fun movie, but what do you think the movie itself, you know, like, kind of, like... What do you think its importance is right now? Because for me personally, I think a movie like The Hunt, even though it's really goofy, really bloody, mm-hmm. um, and people might just kind of write it off, it is just being that. How do you think it's important today? Or do you think it's important at all? Well, I mean, I would want to preface by saying, I mean, I think... Not even preface. I don't know why I said that. But, like, I think... I mean, I, I think it's obvious that, like, nowadays... Um, I don't think it's any surprise that we're more, like, just, like, divided as a country. Like, whether that's politically or... Mm-hmm. But, you know. Um, and I think maybe it's just, like, important for a movie to come out where we kind of look at <clears throat> ourselves on well, either side, just and not... Yeah. Maybe not take ourselves quite as seriously, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Are able to kind of poke fun at ourselves a little bit. I think it was trying. I to mean, the movie's not like entirely like a land. It's not like a Mel Brooks movie. It's not like a entirely like a spoof. But it's mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it definitely doesn't. It, it has its funny moments. Yeah, I mean, it has like lines here and there where it like pokes fun. Like one of my it favorite, plays off the one the, of my favorite lines is the the conspiracy theories guy who's like, you yeah. know, I. I Shared that with forty, or I forwarded it to forty different people. It's not like I believed it or anything. Yeah, I love that. Which is like such a great line. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's a part of it, and then also just like, I mean, yeah. I, I again, I think that's a big part of it, and then I think also the cancel culture thing plays a big part of it. Where, you know, I mean, it is a rarity for a movie to come out that is like. You know, it's not... I don't know. It's hard for me to explain what I'm trying to say here. You know, it's not afraid to kind of, like... Mm-hmm. Not leave anybody out of, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the rib poking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. not to make it entirely... Because I wouldn't call this, like, a totally, like, right-wing movie. I, I don't, no, I don't yeah. want to say that. But, like, it's definitely, like, anything even remotely sharing anything like of conservative values and i'm not and i'm not saying that because i'm necessarily like a conservative i don't know if that's important for this conversation that we it's just not kinda... yeah okay i mean i think if you were a liberal having this discussion saying oh yeah it's really cool there's a movie that's just like doesn't 
literally only pander to me and nobody else. You right. Know what I mean, like, and I also want to preface by saying that I personally, if we're gonna have, I feel like it's, I personally like as far as like, I don't, I'm not a fan of pandering just yeah. in general. Yeah. I I'm of the belief that there's gonna be a lot of people that disagree with me, but especially in media, you know, I think it's very. Um, very common for a lot of movies. I mean, I know we definitely live in a more sensitive time, and I think a part of that is important, but also, like, there is definitely, like, like, I guess my example, but the, the biggest thing I can think of right now is, um, the Avengers movies. Um, you know, they, there's, they, you can tell when a movie studio doesn't really give a shit about the thing that they're trying to pander to. Yeah, they maybe. just want to shove it in there because, like... To like, shut people Are up. you talking right. specifically about Endgame? They do it in both movies. Because here's the thing. I thought it was really well done in Infinity War. Are you talking about the whole, like, women teaming up to... It wasn't a big deal, but, like, it was so, like, obvious in your face. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, honestly, this is kind of... I'm surprised, like... People who are who would consider themselves feminists didn't mm -hmm. wouldn't find that offensive because yeah. it it almost like insults the intelligence of the audience. Because I actually liked how it was done in Infinity War because it was like these three women banding together to like like fight someone and it had a purpose and it was cool. And then you go to Endgame where it's like every woman just standing there heroically like we're going to help. Well, they should have just I done it. They should have just fought with each other instead of having yeah. like. She's not a like I don't know yeah. like you can tell they wanted to make it as obvious as possible because yeah. they want to appeal to a mass market, and I I just think it's like it feels gross to me and I will explain that mm -hmm. like because it doesn't feel authentic. Yeah, I don't I there's no way that I believe that, and even if it's true, it just feels like again pandering. It because feels you're like, not normalizing it. If you want to treat the like like these groups that want to be normalized and seen as equal which which they should be they should be treated how let's say the opposite group would be treated like if you have a, a gay character in your movie mm -hmm. you d you're not gonna be like i'm gay i'm gay i'm gay because you're and not, that becomes their character and that's their character because you're not gonna have a character that's like i'm straight i'm straight i'm straight if you right. just play them casually throughout the movie as a person who happens to be gay but that is not their character it's not a plot point it's yeah, not a yeah you know, you're normalizing. Because then it feels like the movie has to like be like, "Hey, did you notice this character is a person of color or has a, you know, is a has a gay sexual orientation?" Yeah. You know, like it's because I mean, I think representation is fine, but we have not figured out how to not make it like like eye roll worthy. And right. Because like, on the flip side, if you did that in Avengers Endgame, where all the men stood together and it'd be like, "Come on." Come on. Either either right. way. If and when you think about it, like like that whole scene, like I think you could say it for both. Like mm -hmm. the whole, and we're talking about specifically when the um, which characters? It was like. Are you talking about an Infinity War? Yeah, sure. Because um, I guess they're both different scenes. But again, again, it felt weird that they did the same scene twice. I just think Infinity War did it well. I think they they. They just had them fight, and then that, it was a quick little snippet in right. the fight. But if you were in a fight, would you stop to have like a feminist moment? Like right. you would, so you, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like it doesn't make think, any sense. I don't think Endgame works. I think Infinity War works. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to your original question, which is um, what we we thought. I'm sorry. Could you like say it again? 
I kind of had a... Why we think, like, a movie like The Hunt or movies like The Hunt are important right now. I think that it was kind of making a comment on the hypocrisy of, of maybe not necessarily extremists, but I'll just say extremists in this case. Yeah. The hypocrisy of extremists where they're like, oh, I'm going to cancel this person. I'm going to cancel this person. Oh my gosh, you're canceling me? No, 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 you can't do that. I do the canceling. You can't cancel me. Or like the fact where it's like, wait, we're hunting you. You can't hunt us. We're hunting you. Or but how, it doesn't go both ways. Or I how think you, it's, you go it, so far in one direction that you become what you're yeah, trying it's, to it's, fight against. I think it's trying to point out the hypocrisy in people saying, I'm going to do this, but you can't do it to us. Because if we're all equal, it should go both ways. And if you don't want it to go one way, if you don't want it to go your way, then don't do it. I mean, I think just in general, like, we take ourselves way too seriously. Just, Absolutely. like, in general. And we don't know how to, like, kind of poke fun at ourselves every once in a while. As far as the Avengers thing goes, I think the big difference between Infinity War and Endgame and how they handle those two scenes is that you can watch Infinity War... And watch that scene, and really not think twice about it. It feels. And I didn't really. The it, first feels, time I saw it, it feels. Exactly. It feels exactly. Yeah, it feels. Um. But the fact that they did it again, like it's the yeah. same. They, she says the same line. Yeah. Verbatim. Pretty much. And it's like, oh come it's on. It's close. I think the first, I think Infinity War is she's got. It's more natural. I feel like they I say think, yeah, she, they say she's is. not alone in both movies. She's got help, and then the second one is she's she's not alone. I think. I don't remember. Anyway, Infinity War... It just felt pandering, and it felt gross. It felt like corporate Hollywood trying to, like, yeah. get a certain yeah. part of their audience. It didn't feel genuine. I don't fall for any corporation that's like, yeah. we stand with so, Black Lives Matter. Okay. No, you don't. Not yeah. really. Like it, like, it doesn't mean anything to me, because you're a corporation, and you're just trying to, like, pander to a bunch of people. Because mm -hmm. you don't want people to stop using your product or whatever. Right. Like, it means nothing to me, and I don't understand why people still fall for it. <laughs> the Infinity War part feels like it's part of the movie and the scene and important to the characters, and it also happens to be kind of empowering for women if they watch it, because it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, female characters are awesome, kicking ass, like, just like the guy characters, that's cool, we all want that. Right. And then you have the the Endgame one where the, the biggest difference is the, the <laughs> movie feels like it's patting itself on the back. Absolutely, and I think right. that's the big difference. It's like it, like it's just like, oh, look at how virtuous we are and progressive, aren't we? Like, aren't we stopping so the movie great? to point out what you're doing does, and just do the thing. It takes you out of the movie. That's the difference between Infinity War and Endgame. Infinity War, it's part of the action. Endgame right. takes you out of the movie. Well, it, like I said, it totally like. It makes the audience to look like dipshits, like that the fact that you have to pause the movie and be like, "Look what we're doing," yeah. and it's that ah. false, it's that falseness, like you yeah. said. Yeah, and it's not. You can see right through. It's it. not authentic. It's just like a. But the sad thing is, is a, a, lot of people, a lot of people fall for it, and so they're going to continue to do it. And the reason why I think movies like The Hunt, I the reason why I like it is because it's not a movie patting itself on the back for being so progressive. Right. And so liberal, it's making just, fun of everything, or even so conservative or whatever. It's yeah, it's it's not trying to, it's not trying to. It could so have easily leaned in one direction and got so much love and praise from so right. many people, but instead it, it took the ballsy route. Yeah, and and I think and more movies need to do that. You as do far, not as, see that anymore at it, all. As I much think, as I think that we need more like, like more conservative 
conservative movies or movies with conservative values because they're lacking so much. As much as I think that, I mean, we need more movies like The Hunt that are just moderate and in the middle because we don't get those anymore either. Can like, you guys think politically of- speaking, movies that are political and moderate and, and yeah. in the middle because yeah. we get so many, like, all the political movies you see are, like, so left-leaning and it's it's just, I can't, you know, it's Can ridiculous. Can you think of any other examples of, like, more moderate political movies? Honestly? Not in the past, like, couple not in the past decade, probably. Not like they come out recently. I mean, we're about to talk about one that I would say is pretty moderate in a second, but yeah, well, yeah. But I can't, I can't think of many other ones that come out. I mean, I made a list, but most of them are more like conservative movies, and and they are few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I can't think of any. I don't know. I mean, there's patriotic movies that you think wouldn't. Like, why the fuck would a patriotic movie, like, be considered a conservative movie? Okay. Like a war I movie? I have an example. Like, Patriots Day. That's just an American movie, but people put that in, like, the conservative category because it's apparently conservative to be, like, patriotic right. and, and, like, be proud of Well, being that's American. another thing, too, is, like, we also live in a time where, like, being liberal or being conservative... They both don't mean the same thing that they yeah. meant yeah. Uh, 10 years and ago. And I also want to point out that there are some movies... Um, unless I'm reading too far into it, there are some movies that actually have like hidden conservative values, and that's not really surface level, and you have to really read yeah, into it. Yeah, that's a whole. So, like, my favorite example is The Dark Knight Rises, um, because like Bane is this anarchist, and he, everybody's the whole time people are talking about the police department and how corrupt yeah. they are in Gotham City and how much they hate them and and. And then suddenly Bane, the anarchist, comes in, takes over the city, traps all the policemen underground, and then they're it's like... actually pretty relevant to what's and then, going on. And then everybody's like, we need the police, we need the police, yeah. Every, they've all taken over, we need the police. And it's just, that was like, I was like, oh shoot, that's, that's yeah. I feel like, kind of a, a conservative I, I hidden think, value. Yeah. And I, as much as I want to go into that, I really do want to like save the conservative movie conversation for like its own episode, because I... I think it's interesting enough to, like, hold its own conversation personally. Absolutely. I thought we were going to have time to, like, go into it this episode, but, like, I don't know. I I'm, I feel pretty passionate about that subject, and there are a lot of movies that I want to go over, and I feel like I kind of want to look into a couple more, because mm-hmm. I was looking yeah. at some lists the other day, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't really think about that, and movies that I haven't seen yet, so... And the only reason you say that is because, like, the, like Hollywood is, like so like exclusively to one side yeah and it's retarded yeah it's it's ridiculous that like you would have to like i don't want to do this you know like i don't want to like i'm not like the type of person that seeks out oh man i only watch conservative movies or whatever it's just like i'm like i just crave movies with like you know opposing viewpoints and and here's here's the issue is if if someone who is against your viewpoint hears this audio they're immediately going to use it against you in any shape way shape or form mm-hmm. but if you look at it in the opposite way if there's a, a lot of conservative movies and there's very few like like liberal democratic movies whatever you want to call yeah, it exactly. and then they're upset about it like you got it whenever you look at things with a, a that has a a flip side to it always look at the other side and see how you would feel if you were on the other side of it but it was your opinion being challenged right well again we're so divided now that yeah like like i think it's absolutely ridiculous i think the if you're if you're uh if you're a liberal there's definitely like a i mean again 
I think it's going to be hard for us not to just like have like a political discussion. And yeah. I just also want to preface by saying I feel like whenever you talk about politics, it is like almost nearly impossible. People try not to, but it is hard not to generalize. Absolutely. But it's almost impossible not to. And that's one thing I, I hate today is that is if you are conservative, you're voting for Trump and you're a racist. That's like that's it. And it's it's ridiculous. Cause well, yeah, if you're, if you're, if you're, um, if you're, yeah, okay, so if you're a liberal it, or a, you know, or a Democrat, whatever you want to call it. Is you, there a difference between liberal and Democrat? I, I that mean, might, somebody might, might hate me for that question, but I genuinely don't know. I don't know. Again, people generalize so much now. It's true, yeah. And they mean different things now. I mean, yes and no. I don't hate people with my opposing view. People who are Democrat tend to be more liberal. Whatever, whatever you would consider more liberal. People who are Republican tend to be more conservative. Yeah. And then you have third parties. But anyway, (laughs) that's a whole other discussion. We should go back to the old days when we had like the Whig Party. I just think it's important that for every American sniper, we get a vice. Yeah, you know, we yeah. need like right. we need. I want a balance. I want to see more Hollywood. Better than be yet, movies that don't play or, yeah. to either side. Exactly. You know, I feel like you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Not every movie needs to be political either. That's right. not what I'm yeah. saying at all. Right. But like obviously, we're getting. You know, there's a lot of political movies, and there's a lot of politically opinionated people in Hollywood making movies and it just seems like we're only getting them from one direction and it it gets a little frustrating. there are so few conservative writers I feel like in comparison and if you write a movie that's conservative you're gonna get castrated because you're not you're not with the opinion of everybody else yeah. in Hollywood. And I have many So that's why I guarantee people I you want to talk about, but we'll see. I guarantee that. you there are people out there that want to write a movie with conservative values, but they're scared to, to put it out there because they're Or they just have to be really subtle. Yeah. Or they have or they've written it already but no one will pick it up yeah. because you right. know, whoever is in charge of the financing, they don't agree with yeah. whatever that is being written. So um that's, that's the hunt. <laughs> um, I guess I guess we'll um, kind of move on to another politically pretty seemingly moderate movie. I feel like I got more like election. Yeah, the election. Is it just election or the election? It was called election. Who directed okay. it? Oh yeah, um, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. Yeah. So in this, you yeah. guys said you, or at least I thought I heard you guys say that you didn't get like a whole lot of in depth like political stuff. Like, there was a little under, bit, but not as much as I was. Okay, I, so I want to preface by saying there's a lot of prefacing happening. Mm-hmm. Preface, 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 preface. Um, I used to think it was So we just watched this face. movie like, what, like two, three hours ago? Yeah. Um, for the um, I had seen it before, but it had been two years since I'd seen it, and I mm-hmm. showed you guys, and I watched it with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, first time I watched it, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really well written. I thought the comedy re- worked really well. I thought the performances from Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Roderick were really good, among other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of just watched it as like a surface level movie. Like yeah. I would, I was not reading into the like any political like undertones, you know, or messages or anything. Uh, and then like after I had seen it, I had seen a lot of reviews that were saying that it's like, oh, they're so it's so relevant even today and blah blah blah. You've probably read similar stuff. And I was oh, like, oh, maybe there was way more that I just went way over my head. Yeah, we all watched are, it, yeah. and I was like, I don't know if there's as well, much as people. So, 
Unless you seem like you got more out of it. I, I feel like I did. The three people that were running... Okay, we're going into spoiler territory. I mean, I guess it's not really spoiler, but... So there's three people... Well, just spoilers for Election if you haven't seen it. It came out in 1999, so if you haven't watched Election... You've had 21 years. Go get watch up. it. Yeah. Come back and, and, and watch um, this. So there are three people that are running for this uh, student election, and I forget their names. Do you remember? Um, so there's Reese Witherspoon's character. Okay, so basically, I, I want uh, Tracy Paul, Flick, Paul, Paul, Tracy, Paul, Jesus, Paul's brothers, Paul, who is Paul, G- like yeah. Jesus incarnated, yes. yeah, and, and Paul's sister. Sorry, Paul's, Paul's sister. sister. Okay, so I saw three different spectrums, I guess, of the of how someone runs a government through the three of them. First. Tracy was kind of the dictator. Everything was her way or the highway. She wanted oh, to run yeah. everything. Okay. She was the dictator. Paul was the moderate, neutral guy, did whatever anybody wanted. And then, and then she was the anarchist. anarchist and yeah. the last oh, girl okay. was the anarchist. I made that joke, too. I whispered, like, yeah. the anarchist in your and, ear. And but she, I didn't see... she was like, screw this election, screw this uh, student government, screw this, vote for me if you don't like how the... And it was honestly pretty hard for me to, like, I mean, like, she's the anarchist and Reese Rothers. I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. it's hard to say who was who. I feel really silly. That's the thing. When you get so extreme. Yeah, you're just okay, like. Okay, I'm going to get in trouble for this. This Reese I'm not even going to say it. Reese Witherspoon was doing her best Hillary Clinton. <laughs> this is already a very controversial podcast. Yeah. We've already lost three of our the subscribers we don't have. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I just feel like once you get to two very extreme sides, you actually kind of start to become similar. Oh, of course. That's what I was... Exactly. I mean, it, it comes full yeah. circle. Yeah. So I think that's why they seem so so similar is because... Like, In a way. I mean, she is like the... Like, Reese Witherspoon cares about mm-hmm. it so much that she's willing to, like, destroy it, essentially, if she doesn't yeah. win. Whereas, like, yeah, the other girl wants to just, like, destroy it. Just because. Just because. Because she thinks everything's pointless. Just, yeah. Right. So... So I, yeah, that's what I got sense. out of it is that the, there were three different um, ways to run a government shown through those three kids. See, I never thought about it that way. I was real. I when I was watching for the second time, I was like, I feel really dumb because I like I couldn't help but think of it through the like. Yeah. I was like, which one's supposed to be the Democrat? And there was, was supposed to be the Republican. There was a really, really. But now I totally see what you're talking about. There was a really interesting thing said by uh, Tracy Flick where. She said how hard she's worked in this school and how much effort she puts in. Right. And then you have the Paul, the rich boy over there that had, doesn't have to do any work and just gets everything he ever wants. And everybody's going to vote for him. Right. Simply because even if he didn't work hard, simply because he's rich and popular, which I feel like was kind of a, a political statement within itself that those who. Like, it doesn't matter how much work you put in yeah. at the end of the day. It's just a popularity yeah. contest. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's definitely, like... I also thought it had to do with class. I thought it was making a comment on class. Because it never necessarily said if she was poor or rich or whatever, but it was... They did kind of imply that, like, she was from, like, a wealthy family and that, like, she kind of had everything she It it was made very specific that that Paul was rich. And and she said that herself. So I think it was kind of a a play that that, uh, a class of a poorer status, perhaps 
has to work a lot harder for the same thing someone who grows up well the funny that. thing is that i feel like she is just as privileged as the person that she's right but I, she sees him as more so which is interesting right but like you could argue that she's might like just as like has just much of a silver spoon yeah he does so i thought that was a really interesting comment on that hmm. one thing i didn't understand is the whole subplot with the teacher at the beginning of the movie, the movie that had the like kind of affair with the student. Yeah. Like, why was it yeah, in I guess there? It didn't really like have anything to do. It was with a anything. weird. It's like you could take that out of the movie. movie, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. See, I interpreted the movie completely different the first time I watched it. I feel like you can watch it as mm-hmm. like a like a comment on or like a almost like satire of like modern day politics through like the the eyes of like a high school election mm-hmm. or the way that I kind of viewed it the first time was kind of like how like I feel I felt like the message of the movie was kind of like that everybody like is a little bit like pathetic yeah uh, but because like ev- like almost every single character in the movie like they all have redeeming qualities but at the same time, like, you really, you get a chance to really focus on, like, their dirty laundry and, like, how... I just realized, I think I know why. And the only person that you don't get that with is Paul. Every single person who ran had some kind of sexual affair that kind of went awry. You had, you had Tracy with the teacher, you had... Well, it created all, I think, more importantly, it created ulterior motives. Right, but you, you had Paul with the, the sister, the sister's friend... And then I think her name is Tammy in the movie. Tammy, the anarchist chick. Yeah. And then Tammy, I don't know. I guess her hers was like at the beginning of the movie with the chick, but I don't know. Maybe it was just showing that pretty much all all quote unquote politicians are corrupt or something. I don't know. And like we're all human beings, and it's yeah. like. But I mean, like even because even the teacher, like yeah, the, even beyond just the three students, like the teacher, like you, see, he seems like a pretty respectable, nice guy. But yeah. of course, like he cheats on his wife, and you know he has like a personal vendetta against uh, Tracy for which that part of it kind of confuses me because like in like the the marketing for the movie, they kind of imply that like that like oh it's just she's just annoying and she. He doesn't want to spend all this time with her, but in the movie, it's almost like he's afraid that she's gonna like flirt with him. Which is kind of weird. That's yeah. the part of the movie that's confusing. I think for me. maybe that's why they added the whole the whole teacher hookup with Tracy to kind of make him always on edge around her to be like, oh, is she gonna hit on? Because she does right. kind of flirt with him at yeah. the car at the beginning, and then it kind of dies off. Right. I mean, there you could also argue that it's like um, it's the equivalent it, it, of kissing ass. Well, it gives it gives it gives uh, the teacher a reason to kind of like look down on the student a little bit too. Yeah, but you and know. it's hypocritical because he's he's looking down on someone that that. But then you vi- then you go into his personal life, and then he's doing the exact same thing he, that he didn't like her for. Yeah, but I mean, of course, she's a minor. <laughs> so it's like a completely I mean, yeah, different. I know, but it's just. But it's 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 sort of showing that like each person has like a pathetic, yeah. you know, something that like you know because the way that like Tammy reacted to like her um, girlfriend breaking up and then hooking up with um yeah with Paul. Paul was so funny. Paul oh my is, gosh. Paul is like hilarious. What I kind of got out of it outside of the political stuff. Thank you for But bless- it's like a domino effect. Like they yeah. all affect each other. Thank you for blessing me for with what I've heard as a big penis. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of just felt like it was about 
like losing yourself in 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 the pursuit of whatever you're going after um kind of like losing sight of your morals and stuff um because i feel like everybody's chasing something and then they become like the people that they hate kind of yeah i can see that Mm -hmm. um and the whole moral thing that they kind of set up in the beginning and they don't really touch on again like at Mm -hmm. the end so i wasn't really sure about that feels like there were a lot of things left unopened or and then the apple thing the forbidden fruit i thought that was kind of funny that Sid said Oh yeah. You, like, oh yeah, there were a lot of apples. That kind of plays movie. into like what I was thinking. There are a lot Things of apples in the movie, be, and it, it ties into the forbidden fruit type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's probably reaching because I I agree. Like, I don't think that. I'm not sure that it's as deep as like the, some of the reviews say it is, and it's yeah, fine I because I, I feel like if I had watched it not even knowing that it was about like a satire on politics you I could totally just really know. you could totally just watch it as a like yeah. a movie about a funny chain of events but i mean i i mean like when you do look into the political stuff i appreciate that it is pretty you know in the middle and it just has some things to say about politics in general and you yeah know. um i do i do think there's a lot to back up what you said about um losing yourself and um, essentially just being like in politics in general exactly things getting losing sight of like who you are yeah of. like why did i want to do this in the first place yeah and then like i mean and then you, you get so focused on winning that you start doing stuff that you're not proud of and then at the end of the day what's what's the point if you look at the movie too like paul's the only one who like isn't really going after anything he's kind of like just kind of going with the flow and like yeah. and we like him the most he just yeah. wants to make everyone around him happy exactly that's literally all he wants yeah his his pursuit is more of like a selfless one right and and i think that's why he is like the i don't think i should vote for myself nicest person in the yeah. yeah yeah he literally votes for his competition and that's the reason why he loses you know yeah because yep. he you know yeah well, i wonder what would have happened if they had tied yeah i don't know that's an interesting thing. I don't. I'm not really sure what that's a play on. Yeah. But. And I don't know if uh, the. Uh, I know I made the joke like the electoral college, and obviously that's yeah. oversimplifying it like crazy. But like the whole thing with, um, you know, the teacher, at the end, um, manipulating the vote, throwing the two. Uh, Let's be real, though. If, away. if votes were manipulated in America, we all know Donald Trump wouldn't have been elected. Fair enough. That's a, a, yeah. We all know it. Come I on. I mean, I've, I've had that thought, too. You know? Yeah. What the Russians? I'm just, I'm just saying I don't know if, like, the movie was trying to say something deeper with that or if it was yeah. just... Yeah. I think it was trying to say how easy it was to tamper with with those results that are made by the public. Are they really made by the public? Right. <laughs> I really like that line where he's just... Like, like it's like... It's like like you feel like all the all the people who are running they all are running for you could argue somewhat corrupt reasons but at the end of the day it doesn't even matter because he's representing the system and the system's corrupt to begin with yes you know you could you just see it as that too again i think there is a certain point where this movie is like you go like okay i don't think this movie's that as deep yeah as that but i think it definitely there's like little glimmers of it i Mm -hmm. think that's why people appreciate it but I think most people who review it, they maybe run with it a little too far in their own direction of whatever mm-hmm. they want to like, and it becomes a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as I also, like I said before, I think you just watch this as just like a movie about just a, like a funny high school election and just a crazy turn of events and things that happen. And, but I think there's definitely like little glimmers of things that it comments on. And it's, 
and it's completely bipartisan. It doesn't have to do with like a specific like liberal value or conservative value. It's just kind of like power and corruption and how politics feed into people's like how pathetic they are and how like and the, like their insecurities and it makes them do things that they probably mm-hmm. don't aren't proud of you know yeah what what quote were you gonna talk about oh where he's just like we're not we're not electing the fucking pope I oh was that was like, hilarious Matthew Broderick was good he was really good um, yeah you know, would you, you agree with that uh, you, this might be one of his best performances I think so yeah. I think it's super it's a super underrated performance nobody really talks about this so movie. do you think that the teachers represent the system then in this case and for this I think movie? at least Matthew Broderick okay because I was gonna say do you think it was a coincidence that the dictator was the reason that that two people who were part of the system it was their downfall that i could be reading way too far into it but these two teachers had to resign from their jobs because of the quote-unquote dictator again I, do you think it's just coincidence am i reading too i far think into you it? might be reading okay too i mean you it, could but with matthew broderick like him i mean assuming it's really politically you know there's like a lot of political metaphors he gets involved in it as like an outsider and he manipulates the votes. He's getting into the political atmosphere and he's losing himself because he doesn't want Reese Witherspoon's character to win. Mm-hmm. Right. He's he's doing things that he knows are wrong in order to secure somebody else's victory. And, and that's it, not that's not democracy what he preaches at the beginning. Exactly. So it's totally against what he's for. Right. And you kinda wonder why is he cheating on his wife if he was like so critical about the the yeah. other guy. Right. And he said of. before that that him so and his weird. wife are super close and they've been through a lot. And like they, never, so see, they never seem super close at all. Yeah, it's just weird. Right. I mean he says that but yeah. like they're kind of yeah on screen chemistry says another thing. We're in love that's what makes me think he's a little bit more under the surface because, yeah, he completely kind of contradicts himself throughout the movie. Right. So. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I do have a question. I think it was also another... Uh, election is another example of a, a neutral yeah. political movie. Yeah. So we, I think it's cool the things that, that it we does have to say neutral political movies. About politics in general, they're not... Yeah, like I said, they're not yeah. bipartisan. Yeah. I, I did have They are thought. bipartisan. I had... Yeah. I had this thought, and then we kind of we actually mentioned this movie earlier, which is why I thought this was funny. But I had this thought watching the movie that it was kind of, for me, um, like a lesser version of Rushmore. I f- I did feel, yeah, I can see how you could <clears throat> compare this movie to Rushmore yeah. just with its like. I mean, tone. they're different, and teachers I, and and I like students and trying I, to hook up. I like Electra <laughs> for what it is. They definitely have similarities, yeah, like the teacher-student mm-hmm. aspect, and there are some politics involved because he's trying to be like, you know, right. he's involved in all these like activities, and he wants to be on like the school board and all these things. I definitely enjoy Rushmore like far more than Election, um, and they came out like around. I think Rushmore is ninety-seven. I think so. They're pretty close. And Maybe, yeah. and honestly, the movie feels kind of inspired by that movie. Like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. If I can't, it kind of reminded me of a John Hughes movie a little bit, like how it's filmed yeah. and like yeah, the, yeah. the performances and stuff. And even how it's ed- there's a lot of like really good uses of like close-ups and like editing in the movie too, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Like visual storytelling. I love the freeze frames. The freeze frames were so perfect. I like them too, and normally I don't. And yeah. I like the sound effects that they did when they went like in and out of a freeze frame. Yeah. Did you really notice cool. like the close-ups in the movie? They feel so like deliberate and like like they're yeah. framed just, like so specifically. 
Yeah. Like the part at the end when they're all lifting up like the like the notes and stuff and it's showing their faces. Like it feels like so I love shit like that where it's what, like what I really like is a lot of high school movies get into the minds of the students and they don't necessarily get into the minds of the Right. The teacher, it's, so I really appreciate that it got into the minds of both sides. I mean the beginning of the movie starts out with you know, um, Matthew Broderick's character, who is a teacher, he's, like, running on, like, the school track, and then he takes a shower in the, like, in the, like, yeah. uh, which presumably is, like, the boys' locker room at the school, mm-hmm. you know, and is getting ready for work. Like, it's, like, so, yeah. like, interesting, and, like, you know, like, the teachers are, like, shit-talking the kids behind their back you and stuff. You know what I just realized? Like, you, just, you don't see that in movies very often. His home life is so bland, and you notice his home, it's very bland. His right. wife is very bland. Everything, and then you go to school. He works out there. He he showers right. there. He it just seems like that is his life. It's not his. Well, he says that at the beginning that he's like it's like he's devoted. Like, yeah. In his entire so I just life find it to, super interesting that his life isn't his life. His, his teaching in, in a high school is his life. Right. It's just I don't know. Super interesting. That's again. You can watch it through that lens too of just like the characters and I don't know. Yeah, and then having that all stripped away from you uh, at the end. There's definitely more than, like, the political stuff going on in this one. I think, yeah. like, right. it, it's, like you said, I think you can watch it from so many different angles. I mean, that's where I appreciate it the first time yeah. I watched it. I, again, I think it's, I think you can watch it as a movie about, that's the message is kind of that we're all kind of pathetic in our own ways. I can see it. Do like you guys know or understand why the, what's her name, Matt? What are you talking about? The anarchist chick. Uh, Tammy? Tammy? Tammy. Why do I keep thinking it starts with an M? Tammy, do you think... Why do you think she took the blame? I don't understand that part. She took the blame for taking down the posters. Because she knew the aftermath, her getting kicked out and having to go to the... Right? Yeah, because she... she go to the all-girl school. Didn't sound like she really wanted to stay at the school anyway. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm glad we watched it. Okay. Um, wasn't my favorite thing, um, but I figured you guys would yeah. get stuff out of it. I really liked sure. it. Are really you not a huge too. fan? No, I liked it. I, I think I think I was going in expecting a little bit more like political satire. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but um, I appreciate it for what it is. I appreciate that it's that it wasn't just that. Had some layers. You, you guys know. were. You guys. You got some pretty good laughs. I yeah, guess. there, oh, there yeah. were some funny moments. Um, Especially Paul. Love Paul. Paul is like, yeah, the Paul's best great. character in the movie. If you told me he was related to Keanu Reeves, I would totally believe you. Did yeah. you guys ever figure that out? Was he? No. Okay. No. Yeah. Definitely looked a lot like him. What did you give it? Three and a half? I haven't rated it, but yeah, I'd give it three and a half. I was close to four. I definitely plan on close buying it because I just like I appreciate yeah. it just for even from just like a filmmaking and writing perspective. I like it when comedies like I don't know. Again, it's it's one of those things where like modern day comedies is very rare where like they still treat it like Isn't... a fucking movie instead of just like improv. Yeah. You wanna know something really funny? So downsizing, which does have bad reviews. Yeah. It's also an Alexander Payne movie. I actually think I liked more. Really? Yeah, and it, it's pretty liberal. I think. Like if you're okay. if we're looking at like it from like a political yeah. landscape, like we've been doing. I see. This, this is episode. the only this is the only Alexander Payne movie I've seen yeah. so far. Although yeah. a lot of them like Nebraska is on my radar, and so is Sideways. Downsizing is very like climate change heavy stuff. I kind of got that impression. But I just really like. I think the movie's really 
cute, and I just like have a, had a really good time with it. Okay. Um, I like look not looking at it through a political lens. I just really like enjoyed that movie. The poster okay. is very strange. Yeah, what was strange. the yeah Matthew Broderick's head poking out? But of it's interesting. Tracy's mouth. It's interesting though. I find it. I find it. It's not like what you would expect. It's yeah. It's when it's I, surrealist. When I saw the poster, I was like, "Poster for election." Yeah, I was not yeah. expecting the movie that the poster portrayed. What were you expecting? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely. I I remember like seeing that like. It doesn't even look like the like, DVD cover for that in stores when I was a kid, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" It movie? doesn't even look like Reese Witherspoon. It does not at all. <laughs> that's what throws me off. It's I, it looks like an older woman that's more his age. So I thought it was more rom com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I don't know. It's very rare for like. Comedies. It looks like Cameron Diaz. I guess I said that already. Mm-hmm. It does, doesn't it? That's like who- young Cameron Diaz. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was like, she looks like the chick from the mask. <laughs> I was like, oh, Cameron. We should watch The Mask. Hell yeah. When was the last time you saw The Mask? I've never seen The Mask. <gasps> You've never seen The Mask? All right, next podcast, no, boys. We're no. watching The Mask, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, Yes Man, Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog. What do you think about, like, in the future, like, just, like, on the episode, we do, like, we just literally copy Sardonicast, and, and, like, one of us is just like, all right, this is what we're watching. This is my pick, and we're watching it for the next one. That'd be one. cool. Okay, if you do have any comments, questions, Maybe. we will answer questions for Shizzle. Don't and we have a question? Yes, we do. Oh, yeah, we do have a question. Let me look and pretend like I don't know what the question is. And then also, uh, I want to say, if you have any movies that you think in particular that we would we would like and that we should watch or, or talk about, definitely don't be afraid. To, I can't promise that we'll watch them, but we'll definitely consider them. Yeah, I do honestly think it'd be really interesting if we did like uh, an episode where we watched um, specifically... The like the three like first like Jim Carrey movies that were, uh, got him really famous. Uh, yeah. The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Those all came out in 1994. I know, which blows my mind. And that then, would make for a really interesting podcast. Can I just? And then he followed that up by Batman Forever. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I think it would make an interesting podcast. Hot take: Jim Carrey's best movie. Liar, liar. Save, save for the podcast. I mean, I might agree with you with his performance. I think he completely elevates that movie. But anyway, that's for another podcast. Very first question. Very first question. All right, for here the we dialogue go. podcast by Sydney A, who we totally don't know. Who's totally not Gage's girlfriend in real life, and he no. will see you like in ten minutes when he goes home. No. That's when not her. are you going to have a special guest on? We don't know. But we want we want to have special guests on. Yeah. So send us your application. I'm no, just kidding. No, don't do that. We'll probably have guests on mm-hmm. for like specific, like specific right. yeah. movies we want to talk about. You know, like Caleb and you know all of them. And then like, in like there's like a movie. Ten that, years, we'll have celebrities on here when we're like that big. But it'll take a while, guys. Bear with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adam Sandler coming 2031. I told Sid she's booked for the Halloween. The Halloween special because she's oh, that's awesome. passionate about horror movies. I can't wait to talk about Hocus Pocus with yeah. her. <laughs> so I'm going to have to watch that finally this year. What? Yeah. I haven't seen it either. What? So, yeah, we'll just kind of play it case-by-case case case basis. You know, just yeah. kind of whatever Yeah. Whatever movie we're talking about. Like, if we talk about The Way Way Back, we're going to have to have Caleb on. Or yeah. we talk about Baby Driver, we're going to have to have, have Kyle Can we watch movies twice. that are interesting, please? Two of me. Two Kyles. Yeah. 
Um, Where to run to? Oh, demonetized. Oh, shit. Ah. I think we should do an episode where we all watch our favorite movies and discuss them and, and talk about why they're our I favorite movies. I 100% agree. It'd be so fun. And I'm really glad I saw a certain movie recently so I can take that off my number one. I'm glad mm-hmm. you liked Election. I did. Yeah. I very much lack. Also, it's on the Criterion channel. And it's an MTV Films production. Wow. Right I've, n- I've never seen an MTV... This does not feel like an MTV no. Films movie. It's right up there It's on the... Criterion, not the Criterion channel. It's all... Yeah, okay. It's on yeah. Criterion. It's, it's right on... up there with yeah. The Longest Yard. Is that an MTV movie? Yeah. I've never seen it. Okay. Other than Borat, The Longest Yard is like my favorite comedy Maybe movie. Maybe starting... Like starting the next podcast, we can like actually have what the next podcast like conversation yeah. will be so we can be like hey if you haven't seen this movie that we're gonna be talking about you know are we trying to like keep know. are we trying to like keep it secretive what the next one is or can we just talk about it freely yeah we can going forward okay because like, i know i just still, don't know what we're gonna talk about still, we have some ideas i still sure. want to do the unbreakable trilogy really bad i just have to catch up like yeah because right, i haven't seen yeah. any of those yeah I do. I think I actually think Zach would be an interesting person to have on for that for one. For that one, yeah. He's very mm-hmm. passionate about those movies. Um again, I know um depending on how you feel after we rewatch it, um the Under the Silver Lake would like would make it just the entire podcast. We could Okay. We could do a whole podcast. I actually have one that I would love to talk about with you guys. What's that? Um a movie I watched recently called One Cut of the Dead. Oh, I've heard of that. That's all. Um, I think that's all my watch. That is a fucking blast, but it's also like a very odd and I want to watch it. Weirdly frustrating movie. Okay. Um, that's very like we talk about movies. Like you say, you don't think that you should have to wait for the third act of a movie to be like invested. Uh huh. But like, oh my god, that like mm-hmm. if it, it, it like make it's it forces you to be like frustrated for an hour before like the most like satisfying shit ever yeah. i love it we- it's almost like the departed in a little bit of a sense where i'm very frustrated with the departed a lot and then the end comes in your life but you've never i guarantee Hell you, yeah. you like you've never seen a movie like this yeah. like it, it, okay. it it's the conversation would be very interesting and it's like kind of it's definitely about like filmmaking and stuff too so okay cool okay should we wrap this up yep yeah i have to pee Who really, wants to really do bad. The i'll do plugs. whatever well first of all Go ahead, watch uh, the hunt. Uh, watch election. Mm-hmm. Um, watch. We all have various things. I have a YouTube channel. It's just called Kyle Roy, which is my name. I have short films on it that I did in high school. Gage has a channel called Gage Clift, where he does videos. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Where he plugs stuff like the podcast you're watching. Yeah. It's the plug channel. Yeah. Mike I don't have a YouTube channel. You don't have a channel? So we can use RC Films for me. Then we have RC Films where all of us have worked on various short films and feature films mm-hmm. together. Uh, Micah has a feature film called Seventh. What's it called again? Hmm. You only edited Seventh? it. Seventh? Yeah. Seventh. Um, we, all have, we all have a bunch of stuff. We all have letterboxes. Follow us all on letterboxes. Mm-hmm. There should be links. So many links. Yeah, there's too much stuff to say every lot, single yeah. one at the end of every episode. We should just be like, follow us on Letterbox. Links in the description. Go to the description. Click on the shit. Follow us on everything. <laughs> all fucking. Oh, man. and the dialogue Instagram page. Yeah, yes. and follow it on all the. Audio. Yes, we are now on. Like I said, we at the beginning. We are on Spotify. We are on uh, Apple Podcasts. We are on Anchor, and then like. 
six other things, and the list keeps growing. I can't mm. even keep track of it. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell, tell your, your dog. Tell your grandma. But if you're listening your to this podcast, odds are you don't have a whole lot of friends, so just try your best. That's true. Happy politics. Happy Paul. If you listen to this whole thing without getting um, triggered, good on yeah, you. Yeah, and I apologize for what an emotional roller coaster yeah. this, pot, this It episode. took a little and, bit to get going. And if if anything we said offended you, sorry, we're not we're not here trying to offend people. We're just here trying to speak our opinions. Um, if you disagree with it, that's totally okay. It's like what they say: you try to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Yeah. So if you disagree with us, no need to get mad. You can disagree with us, and that's okay. Sounds like that scene from Avengers Endgame a little bit. What scene? The fucking, the, the girl scene. The, they try to please everybody with that. I guess and that pleases nobody. I mean, it's a they, good they example of, yeah. Of. Anyway. All right, well, I have to use the bathroom really bad. It's been a pleasure uh, talking with you buddy old pals, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. All right. You really have to pee, don't you? I do. I have to pee, pee like a motherfucker. Go pee. You're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. I think you should tell him that I broke the toilet.